So I'm going to jump in, and, and as I was thinking about this, um, I've been like two weeks, like just mulling this thing over, and where are we going, and I knew kind of the series and uh, the plan, and then Jared's like, you're kicking it off, you can go where you want to go, but I want to start with this, and I don't normally do this ever, really, but I want to start just telling you a little bit about me, because I want to, that's going to springboard into where I'm going, okay? So just a little bit about me, I, uh, my wife's here, she's over here in this back corner, and uh, yeah, and and. 26 and a half years this lady's put up with this guy. Uh, so I've got a beautiful wife. I'm blessed, man. I've got a daughter that's older than probably some of you, maybe most of you. She's 25. She's super smart. She's good looking like her mama. She's, uh, she's an attorney. She just graduated law school. Like She is driven. I'm getting out of school when I'm young as fast as I can, and she's like just keeps going like the Energizer Bunny. So she's an attorney. She's killing it. So that's me. And uh, just to go back a little bit further, like, just again, I, I told you a little bit about me, and I want to tell you a little bit about my story, and I'm not going to stay here long, but I think it's going to help me get where I need to go and help you, okay? About 23 and a half years ago, I was in a church service, and uh, I was just doing life, you know? I, I was living for me. Jesus wasn't in the picture, but I was at church, because, you know, some people just go to church, even though you're not really following Jesus. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I was in there, and then all of a sudden, man, something was said, and I don't remember what the pastor said, but he, he gave an invitation, and it's like, hey, come on up if you want to know Jesus. And, man, I, I couldn't get out of my seat fast enough. And, and, I, and, and it wasn't this room, but it was laid out like this, and I was sitting right about in here somewhere, and I come out, and I plowed, man, right up in here on my knees, and I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. But I knew I was tired of doing what I had been doing. So I'm just like, God, I just don't know what this is, but I'm giving this stuff away. And so God just rocked me. My wife says that I had a falling off the, it's an old term, a falling off the turnip truck salvation experience. Because here's what happened. God just wrecked me. And, and, and the next week, they called for, they had prayer time. I went up. And the next week, and I'm telling you, every time, whatever service I was in, when there was a prayer opportunity, this guy was there. I know people that didn't know me probably thought, golly, man, he must be a mess. And, and these little ladies would come up, and they would be like, we didn't have a cool college service like this. And these little ladies would come up and say, how can I pray for you? And I said, I don't know. I just feel like there's more. Go. <laughs> you know, and they're like, God, give him more. And so the next week, it happened again. Man, I could be in a women's conference almost, you know, and they're like, you need prayer for something? They're talking about getting pregnant, and I'm like, yeah, more. There's more. Come on. And, and like that, so that's my life. It's just more and more. And so here's, years later, this is the picture I got, like when God got me, when, he, when, when I finally just surrendered. This is the picture I got. It's like God reached in through my chest, grabbed my heart, Really, you know how when you want to really get a grip on something like you, you, you cinch down on, and then he just started pulling me. And it's been a 23 year ride of just this, just, just pulling. And, and, and I'll go a few years and I'm like, oh, and I'm, I'm scared. God's leading me in this. I'm like, I can't do that, but I'm just going, okay, let's go. And so I go to these, I end up in these places, I end up doing these things, and I'm standing there, I'm like, okay, God, this, this is it. Whew. You got me here, you've strengthened me, you provided, you got me here, and now I'm, I'm, I'm here. And about the time I just start to breathe, he's like, no, 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 there's more, let's go. 
And I get to another place a couple years later, and it's like, whoo, finally, this is it. No, 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 there's more. Let's go. And I'm telling you, listen to me. How many of you are 23 years old? Like, you're 23. Raise your hand. Look, I knew there'd be a bunch of Look, for the, your whole life, that's been my life. That's been my Christian walk. Scratch that. That's been my walk as I followed Jesus. It's just been more and more and more. And nothing I can do, can, I, can, I could run from it and I would be absolutely miserable. I can't fathom living a life without, listen, actively following Jesus. I can't fathom it. I, I did it for 26 years, but man, when God rocked me, it changed everything. So I can't fathom a life like that. So here's what I want you to understand. Let me start with this. Looking through that lens of this, this whole following Jesus, and I know everybody, I know everybody doesn't respond that way, and I know everybody doesn't actively follow Jesus, but looking through that lens, here's what I want to do. I want to identify, and you're not raising your hands, don't do anything like that. I want to identify four people in the room, four types of people in the room. And this is typically something I would do near the end, something like this. It's crazy how it's flip-flop. And hear me, hear me. If you know me, you know me. And if you don't know me, you're going to hear my heart, okay? So just know this. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to slam you, okay? I'm just going to kind of state the obvious because anytime there's a room this size, you've got four types of people in the room, all right? The first type you have, you have just non-believers. Now, some of you are probably like, what? We're in church, man. It's Wednesday night. It's view. Surely not. I promise you. There's a, there's a, there's a crew of non-believers in this room, and here's what I want you to know. Here's where you are. I'm just not sure yet. I don't know about this whole Jesus thing. I'm not sure what some of those cats were doing during worship. It was a little bit obnoxious to me. I don't really get it. But here's what, here. You belong here. You're in the right place. No shame in this game, okay? So there's some non-believers in the room. Can we just acknowledge that? Is that all right? So here's what we got. We got non-believers in the room, and then we have starters in the room. We have starters. And here's who, this, this is you. You're trucking along. You're doing life like you always do, like hey, we all do. And one day, you heard about this Jesus thing, and somebody said, hey, if you say yes, if you pray a prayer, if you fill out a card, and you're like, you know what? I heard about this whole heaven thing, and I heard about hell, and yeah, I would be foolish not to pick heaven. Okay, so you took a pause off your journey. You stepped over here, and you said, hey, yes. Now, I don't know how that went down. It might have went down in your car. It might have went down in a view service. And Pastor Jared called some people up or said, hey, raise your hand if you're willing to, you know, want to make a change. And you raised your hand. Maybe you prayed a prayer. And maybe you even filled out a card. So you took that step. And you never took another step. Matter of fact, you probably said yes. And it's almost like you checked a box. Like, who doesn't want heaven over hell? That's easy. You guys are smart. Y'all are brilliant. Yeah. So, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm for that. Yes. Yes. Got that done. And then you go on about your way. Do you see the picture I'm saying? You did that. And, and mo let me tell you, most of these responses, most of these things that you've done are the things that you haven't done. It's kind of, it kind of has a lot to do with how we were brought up. Like, what did we believe? What did our parents believe? Was it ever even talked about? But somebody said, dude, heaven is the way to go. And you said, yes. 
And then you went back to doing your thing. And honestly, so it's one of these deals where you made a decision. You believe in God, but you don't really live like he exists. Is that fair? Don't raise your hand if that's you. And this is not a slam, man. Hear me. This is not a slam. Just stating the obvious because it's a room. It's a big room. It's a lot of people. And then we've got the third kind. So we've got, the, we've got our starters. And then the third kind, we've got, we've got what I called DYIers, do-it-yourselfers. And, man, hats off to you because you've been busting your hump. Because here's what you've done. Here's what you've done or what you're doing. You're doing life just like everybody else. You're rocking along. All of a sudden, you hear this message. You hear about Jesus. You hear about this idea of following, and, and you're like, heaven, he yes, 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 yes. Maybe you raise your hand. Maybe you say a prayer. Maybe you fill out a card. And then what you do, you don't really go on the way you were going, and you don't really continue on that path. You're like, yes, hang tight. I got some junk I got to get straight and then you go to work because there's a lot of good things that you got to start doing and, and and let's be real there's a lot of bad things right we got to stop doing it doesn't come you know that whole yes that card that you fill out it don't come with that list <laughs> they don't tell you that But now there's a lot of things you got to start doing, and, and you don't know how to do that. If you knew how to do that, you, you wouldn't even have paused your life in, in the first place. So now you kind of turn, and you're just handling business. Notice you haven't taken another step. And let me tell you where you are right now. If that's you, and you're in this room, if that's you, you're pretty tired. You're pretty fed up. You're pretty frustrated. Some of you, you're not there anymore because you've already said, Forget it. I can't do this. And then you get back on your path and your truck on. It's too hard. I don't know how they do it, but it's too hard for me. I can't, I can't pull that off. I'm going to come back to this, but there's two scriptures I want to share really, really quick. John 6, 63, it says, The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Listen to this. This is in your Bible. This is there. It, human effort accomplishes nothing. What? You mean I'm doing all this work now, Dale, and you're telling me that human effort accomplishes nothing? That's exactly what I'm telling you. Listen to this scripture, John 5, 15, 5. It says, apart from me, Jesus is saying, hey, apart from me, you can do nothing. So when we take that step and we say, yes, pray that prayer. I want to do this thing right. I'm tired of doing it my way. I, just give me a second. Now we're doing it outside of God's will. We're doing it under our own strength. That's why you're frustrated. That's why you're irritated. That's why you've, maybe some of you have already given up and went back down the path you were headed down. And again, I'm going to come back to that. I want to talk about that. And then the, the fourth one is this. I wanted to use a very Christian word, but I thought I'm not going to use that. I'm just going to make up, not make it up, but just use a word most people wouldn't use. There's trackers. In this room... There are trackers. And a tracker, listen to this, is a person who tracks something or someone by following their trail. Let me tell you what these people do. These people are weird. They're trucking down life like we always do, minding my own business. You know how it is. So they're, and then all of a sudden, they hear this Jesus. They hear about heaven. They hear about hell. They hear about this idea of relationship. And Yes, yes, yes. They raise their hand, they pray a prayer, maybe they fill out a card. You know what these crazy people start doing? 
they start actually following Jesus. And they take another step. And they take another step. And they just embark on this journey of following Jesus, and they never stop. It's just not normal. But here's what I want you to hear. This is what God wants for us. God's looking. I'm telling you, he is looking for followers. He's looking for someone who's willing to follow. He's looking for someone not just to say, yes, I want heaven, or yes. He's looking for somebody to say, yes, I want to be discipled. I want to follow you. And so many times we don't hear that. It's like Jared said earlier, it's like some of us, we go to churches and we hear about the rules or we hear about this or that or the other thing, but we don't ever hear that Jesus says, hey, just follow me. It's not, you know, years ago, I quit telling people if, I don't even want to say I'm a Christian. I just want to say, hey, I follow Jesus. It's not about a name. It's just, I always want to be this tracker. I always want to be this person that follows Jesus and that never stops. And he's just looking for followers. And I'm going to give you some examples just for four of the disciples. I want you to listen to this. Matthew 4, and I'm going to read this. It's going to be on the screen. This is radical. This is not normal. On, on one day, Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing their net into the water. Listen, for they fished for a living. Fun fact, I used to fish for a living. For about three months, I was a deck can on the boat. It was the funnest thing in the whole wide world. It was so much fun out in the Gulf. But listen, let me tell you what. Sometimes we would fish for a living, and we would have people on the boat, and we, I'd, be, I'd be baiting hooks, I'd be taking hooks off, I'd be helping people catch fish. And then other days when we didn't have a crew to take, we would just go fun fishing. So I don't know if these guys were working right there or if they were fun fishing. I don't know what they were doing, but they were throwing their net into the water because they fished for a living. And listen to what Jesus did. He called out to them, and he said, Come, follow Follow me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you how to fish for people. He just walked by. Now, I don't know if he stopped. I don't know if he walked and he stopped, and he's like, hey, how about you guys come follow me? I'll teach you how to fish for people. There's a part of me. I could be wrong. I have a feeling it went down like this, like Jesus said, hey, y'all come follow me. We're going to go fish for people, and he never broke stride. And I don't, think he, I don't think he didn't wait because he didn't love them. I think he was on mission. I think he just had somewhere to go. And the Bible says this. He said, come follow me, and I'm going to show you how to, how to fish for people. And then that next verse, it says, they left their nets at once. That's why I'm thinking, he never broke stride. They thought, man, I got to make up my mind right now. Either I got to do this or I got to keep fishing. I got to do something because he's not waiting and I'm not going to be able to catch up. So they dropped everything at once and they began to follow him. They fished for a living. They said, I'm going to start making, I'm going to stop making a living and I'm going to go make a ministry. They, they walked away from their nets, they had an investment. That was their business. And at once, they said, let's go. They didn't go to the shore and say, hey, Jesus, I believe in you. I'm going back to prepare my, prepare my nets. I'll be back or whatever. They didn't say any of that. They just said at once. And then the next verse, it says, a little further, Jesus was on mission. 
A little further up the shore, he saw two other two brothers, James and John. They were sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. I'm assuming they were fishermen too. And he called to them and he said, hey, y'all come too. And look at what happened. I love these words. They immediately followed him. That's why, again, I don't think he broke stride because he said, hey, y'all come on too. We're going to keep going. They immediately followed him, leaving their boat and their father behind. The first guys left the net. These dudes done left the boat and their dad. (laughs) They just said, hey, peace. I'm out of here. I'm gone. I don't know what that was. I don't know what was in his voice. I don't know what he sounded like. I mean, what would it have to sound like for somebody to say, hey, come on, follow me, let's go. And you just walk away from everything you've ever known and literally start following this guy. It's not a hand raise. It's not, a, it's not even a prayer at that moment. It's just like, let's do this. These are the disciples. A few verses later, it's not up there. A few verses later, it says large crowds followed him wherever he went. There's verses in the Bible that says Jesus tried to get away from the crowds. He just wanted some peace and solitude. But there were this crazy, weird crowd that wouldn't leave him alone. And they would track him. They would follow him wherever he went. Now, it didn't always work that way. There's another, there's another story in Matthew 19. Again, this sitting on the screen. But this guy came up and he said, hey, Jesus, what do I need to do? And he said, well, you know, obey all the, all the commandments. He said, well, I do that. He said, I'll tell you what. The Bible says he's a rich man. He said, listen, go sell all your stuff. Okay. Give all your money to the poor. Yeah. And come on, follow me. Let's go. And listen, listen to what the Bible says. It says, but when the man heard this, he went away sad. He couldn't do it. Not everybody gave in. Listen to me. He went to Jesus and says, what do I need to do? He believed. I believe. I believe so much I'm going to ask you, what do I need to do? But when Jesus said, I just want you to follow me. Just leave everything behind. He didn't ask him to do anything the other guys didn't do. He asked him to have a yard sale. The other guys just had to walk away from their boat. He just said, hey, have a yard sale and then give the money away. The rest of the guys, but he still, he was saying, walk away and come on. Like, make me the focus. Let's do this thing. He was looking for people. He was, he was pulling d- disciples in. He's looking for people to actively follow him. And listen to me. He's still looking for people to actively follow him. And I keep using that word actively because that's where this series is. It's this still loading. This isn't over. I'm 23 years in this thing. I'm 49. I'm going to hit 50 this year. I'm an old dude. And let me tell you what. I have just scratched the surface of what God wants to do in my life. I have no idea, but I'm done. I'm done trying to get comfortable. I'm done trying to say, God, that's enough. I'm scared. That's too big. That's too, uh, you know what? I don't even care anymore because he does it all. Like it's, he's still loading. He's still doing things in me. So he hadn't even, I don't think he scratched the service. It's so much more than a yes moment. It's literally like this marriage. It's like from this day forward. And so many people say, listen, just, just, just say a prayer. Just say yes. No, you're saying, hey, I'm going to do this thing for the rest of my life until death do us part. It's so much more. But it's so much easier than we think it is because it's just following. Again, it's not about being a Christian. It's about being a disciple. Listen to what a disciple is. And I know it's not a word we use a lot. 
But I, I think sometimes we've got to get back to some of these words because listen what a disciple is. A disciple is a student. A disciple is a follower, a learner, a studier of the gospel of Jesus. Like somebody that's learning, that's studying, that's moving forward. You hear how active these words are? It's not somebody that's graduated. Yeah, I used to study. I used to study for 12 years. I graduated. I'm done. I'm not going back. You know what? I went to undergrad four years. I, I did that. Uh, it's not that. It's not, it's not you're always looking for that. Like it's actively pursuing, actively engaging, actively growing. That's what this thing looks like. What you did earlier, worship, dude, I love some good worship. But it's so much more than that. I mean, this is the icing on the cake. But this is about following. This is, y'all got to hear me when I say this. Listen, it's about learning. Not having learned, not I'm going to learn. Listen, I am learning now. I am a student today. I am following. I am disciple. Does that make sense? Y'all kind of looking at me crazy. Y'all good? I'm going to just assume y'all are listening really, really hard. So here's the deal. Let me tell you when you graduate. Listen to this, Philippians 1 and 6. And I'm certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished. And he tells us when that is. On the day when Christ Jesus returns. Now, for you, you may be like, what? I'm telling you, this is a journey. And it is the most fulfilling journey you've ever been on because the creator is looking at you and he's saying, listen, you don't have a clue. You guys are brilliant. Did I tell you that? You're smart. You, You don't even have a clue what he has created you for. He's created you. I wish I just had time to look each one of you in the face because let me tell you, he's created you for greatness and over half of you would say, I don't feel very great right now. I don't feel like, I feel very average right now, but I'm telling you, he hasn't created you average. He created you for greatness. You can't see it. You hadn't seen it, but he's wanting to take you there, but it's gonna be a journey. I'm not asking you to, listen, if you could see it ahead of time, you would choose it. That's how good it is. Yeah, they left their boat. They did something better than they ever thought they could. They left their nets. And man, he took them into a life they never thought they could live. That's, that's what it is. You give up something on the front end, but then you get a little bit down, and you're like, well, that was nothing. Look at this. That's how this thing works. And it just happens over and over and over. There's things I've let go of in the last year or two. And I'm thinking, ooh. Ooh, I don't even know how I've ever known is that. If I lay that down, oh my gosh, Jesus, you got so much. Like it, It's nothing. It pales in comparison. So he's going to continue his work. Paul said, I'm confident that if you're on this journey, he's going to continue it, and he's going to continue it until it's finished, and when it's finished, that's when Jesus returns. So we don't have to, man, we don't, we don't back up. We don't slow down. And until then, here's what we should be doing. We should be making progress. We should be moving forward. Remember those words, advancing. We're growing. We're growing spiritually. We're moving forward. And, and I'm going to take a just a little, little short little side note because here's where people get hung up, especially those DYIers, Okay. And I have been one, so I get it. So here's the deal. Here's what you need to understand. We're talking about progress. What we're not talking about is perfection. Perfection is the enemy of progress. 
It's, it will literally stop progress dead. Pursuit of perfection will stop progress dead in its tracks. Because, because listen, did I tell you you're amazing? Did I tell you you're brilliant? You're not perfect. It's impossible. So when we start to pursue something perfect, it stops progress because we can stay there for the rest of our lives. If you say yes, and let me just perfect some things in my life so I can get on this path, let me stop doing bad stuff, let me start doing good stuff, what you're trying to do is perfect yourself. And man, you can't move forward when you're trying to do that. You're chasing your tail. You are chasing your tail. It's not about perfection. So here's two things really quick you can know about perfection. Perfection is not possible. So when you go down this thing, this, this journey or this road, if you're going to try to perfect something, just remember this old dude in view one time said it's not possible. No sense in wasting my time. It's not possible. God doesn't expect it, and you shouldn't either. You need to hear that. Listen, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. You might not call it perfection, but some of you have been trying really hard to be really good. And I'm telling you, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. And you shouldn't either. Don't look in the mirror and try to expect perfection. Don't look next to you and try to expect perfection. Let me tell you, that doesn't go away. That doesn't go away until you face it for what it is. And I know people my age that are struggling with that right now. Like, it's a big deal. It's a huge stumbling block in their walk with Jesus because they're trying to get past this whole, i got to be perfect. Everything's got to be perfect. It's a big, big deal. So, again, we should be moving forward. We should be making progress. And, again, until Jesus Christ returns. And what I'm going to do, I'm going I'm to kind of end it this way. I'm going to give you three things. What I figure, I, I guess, I, I think is a, is a recipe for spiritual growth, the recipe for continuing on this journey or just continuing to progress, to continue to allow God to load and download everything he wants. And here's the recipe. The first one is this. The first thing is three things. The first one is and it's simple, but it's plan. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Sometimes you just have to make up your mind. With God's help, with God's direction, I am going to follow Jesus. It's, it's like that. Like, I'm just digging my heels in. I'm done. It's not under my strength. It's not under my power. But I'm like, God, you lead me. You guide me. I'm doing this thing. Because here's what I know. If we don't plan, man, we won't do anything. If, if right now, if you said, if somebody said, hey, you, you know, after, after the service, somebody said, hey, you coming to view next week? I don't know. You know what? Hit me up about 7 o'clock next Wednesday night. Let me see how I'm feeling about that. You're not coming. If your buddy says, hey, you, you, you working out in the morning? I don't know, man. I'm not going to set my alarm. I'm just going to wake up and see how I feel. <laughs> you ever tried that? that don't, it never works for me. Never. I have to have an alarm. I have to make a plan. Like, I have to say a week out. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to do that. And that's not what you do. You make a plan. It may not be in your calendar, but you know now. You, how many of you know right now you're going to be here next week? Okay, you made a plan. Some of you don't know. You, may, you probably won't be here if you don't sometime between now and then say, I'm going to be there. It's just simply just make a plan. Because if you don't plan, you're not doing anything. So here's what you do. You plan to follow Jesus. And you may be like, I don't know what that looks like. What does that look like? Listen, what does it mean? to? It's tracking. It's pursuing. What does it mean to pursue somebody? 
What does it mean to follow somebody? You could simply take, take social media. I mean, what do you, when you follow somebody that you give a rip about, what, what, are you, what are you looking for? You just want to hear what they have to say. You want to see what interests them. You want to see what they're doing. Guys, that's what it is. I want to know what Jesus has to say. I pause in the mornings. I take time. God, I want to hear what you're saying. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what interests you. I want to be following you. I'm tracking you. So it's just making a plan. Listen, tomorrow morning, my clock's going to go off at 6 o'clock. I'm going to get up. I know where I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to pull this iPad out, and I'm going to go to the book of John, because right now I'm right, about, I'm right about chapter 6. You see what I'm saying? And I'm going to listen. I'm going to see what he's doing. God, what are you doing? Because I don't have it together. I don't know what my day holds. I have to know what he's doing. I have to know what he's thinking. And what does he have planned for me? Jesus did this. This is the craziest thing in the world. John 5 talks about Jesus said, you know what? I don't do anything on my own. I only do what I see the Father doing. He did the same thing with his dad. He followed his dad. He's our example. That's what he did. And you may be like, I still don't get it. I still don't understand. Listen, if you still don't have it figured out, maybe you do this. Maybe for a while you just follow somebody that you know is following Jesus. Paul said that. He said, hey, follow me like I follow Christ. And you know those weird ones in this room. You know what they look like. And I can call you weird because I am one. Find them, get close to them. What are they doing? Follow them. So we're going to plan. The second thing we're going to do, there's going to be some discipline involved. That's not a good word. I know it. I didn't have another word. I, I don't, I'm not that guy. So what you're going to do is you're going to plan your work, and then you're going to work your plan. This is where you have to exercise discipline. Discipline to study, to learn, to train. That's basically what discipline is. It's to study, it's to learn, it's to train, it's to apply a system. You guys do that at school. You do that on your jobs. You study, and you do this anyway. You know how to do this. You're brilliant. You're smart. And you just apply that when it comes to your relationship with Jesus. Discipline helps you realize your goals. It helps you work the plan that you've devised. So it's just like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to set that clock. It's that kind of deal. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the gym. Lack of discipline literally limits your ability to accomplish what you set out to accomplish. I'm telling you, discipline is going to get you further than anything else. So you're going to plan. There's going to be discipline involved in the last thing, guys, and I'm really close. Here it is, consistency. Consistency. Listen, I heard one time, and I, I couldn't find the quote, but it was, this, it was this quote, and it said, it's not as much about a clock. Don't get hung up on trying to pray for an hour. My gosh, whew. It's about a calendar. Every day, I'm doing this thing. I'm doing this thing. Dripping water hollows out a stone, not through force, but by persistence. You ever seen that? That dripping water just keeps going. It just keeps going. It keeps, and here's the deal. If you're crazy, if you know somebody that's crazy skilled at something, they may, be, they may have some talent, but something else they got going for them, you watch their life. They're consistent. They're training. They're planning. They're, they're practicing. You go, you go do a little Google search on, on LeBron James. See what he does on the daily. You would think people would do this all this work just to make the big show, and then they would take their foot off the gas. Man, they don't. Pro athletes, they don't quit. They turn up the they, man, they turn it up a notch. Instead of two a days, they've got three a days. They're practicing, they're training, they're, it's consistency, man. They're going. They're going. Because here's the deal: it, it's not about getting there. 
It's about staying there. And it's, man, it's, it's the long run. God's still loading. He's still doing something. There's more to do. There's more in you. This is where I am. I don't talk to college students a lot. Very seldom. So when Pastor Jared asked me, I'm like, God, what do you want to say? <laughs> Same deal. God, what do you want to say? Because I, I don't. If I talk to him, it's going to be like, who's this old dude? What's he talking about? And this is, this is what I got. That you are in a very critical place. And this is the picture I got. And I went and found something very close to the picture God showed me. Go ahead and throw that up there if you have it. You see that trapeze to the right? That's where you've been. And you're at a place, and you've had this support system, and either you had your parents or you had guardians or whatever that was, you've had this support system. And whether there's been some spiritual support or whatever, it's all that. But spiritually, you've been in this place where you've, you've, been, you've had this support system. And now it's time to let go. And you really have three options. You cannot let go and hang right there. And that just doesn't work. It's just going to be awkward. It's just going to be weird. It's time to move on. My daughter got to a place like that when she went to college. And I was like, you know what? Everything I've done is kind of over. The worst part about that, I came home, and, and, and I remember my wife said, hey, she didn't keep these pillows. She got some new pillows. So if you, if you will, go put them in, the, in her bedroom. So I dropped her off at college four hours away. I go back in the bedroom, in her bedroom, and it's, and it's empty. We got one child. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not, I'm not finished being a, a dad yet. And he's like, no, it's time. She's got to let go. So, so you can hang on, or you can let go and be like this cat right there in the middle, but you could just like pull your arms in and just kind of be dangling and then start falling backwards and just kind of be in the middle of nowhere. Or you could be like him and you're reaching out and you're going to grab the next person that's going to, your next support system or the next trapeze that's going to get you where you need to go. It's like, what are you reaching for? Are you reaching? Have you let go? Where are you? You have to let go. And if you don't reach out and grab a hold of something like, man, it's time for God to be your God. It's time for Jesus to be your Jesus. Not moms, dads, aunts, uncles, not their Jesus. It's time for him to be yours. And some of you are like, Dale, he is. And I get that. But some of you, you're right there. You hadn't made the connection. I believe it because I'm telling you, that's the picture I got when I started praying about tonight. So it's like, what are you focused on? There's so many things you could be focused on. Some of you focused on school or work, and it's back to that. Are you focused? Are you too focused on making a living? I think we need to make a living because I'm not a fan of lazy, but I think we need to be making a ministry because I'm following Jesus, and this is the long haul. Maybe those things need to intertwine. They need to connect. Jesus is saying this. Follow me. Just like he told the disciples. He said, follow me, and I'll make you I'll teach you to fish for men. There's another verse that says, I'll make you fishers of men. Here's what he's saying to you tonight. He's saying, listen, follow me, and I'll make you dot, dot, dot. He's not going to make you do anything. He wasn't going to make them fish for people. He wasn't going to make them reach people. He was just talking to them in their lingo. They're fishermen. You like fishing? I'll make you fishermen of men. Let's go. He knows what you like. 
He's just saying, hey, follow me, and I'll, I'll take what you like, and, and I'll make it greater than you've ever thought it could be. You just thought catching fish was fun. When I started this, I said there's four types of people in the room. I want to talk about the I want to talk to the first three. And remind you this, God's still, Jesus is still looking for followers. And if you're in this room and you'd say, Yeah, I was I was that unbeliever you're talking about. I, I don't I don't have it figured out yet. I don't I don't know everything yet. I'm not sure. I'm just hanging close. I'm curious. Again, you're in the right place. But Jesus is still looking for followers. Now, I'm going to talk to the DYRs in a second and the starters. But if you're an unbeliever in this room and you're like, I'm done. I, don't, I still don't have it figured out. But I hear what you're saying and I believe it. Then I'm about to ask you to do something really crazy. <laughs> I want you to stand on your feet and you just start coming up here while I start talking to everybody else, okay? So if you're, if you're that, and you're like, you know what, I'm done, but tonight I want to believe, just stand up and come on right here. Come stand right here. And again, you can, keep, you, can, you can come as I keep going. There's some starters in here. You're trucking down this road and you get to this place and you're like, yes, but you're still living your life. You're, you believe in Jesus, but you're living your life like you've never, like, like nothing's changed. Like nothing has changed. You're believing, you're living your life like he doesn't exist. And you're like, you know what? I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to live this life. I want to live the life. He's still looking for followers. And if that's you, and if you like, I walked in here a starter, but I only took one step and I never took a second one and I'm ready to take the next one and the next one and the next one. If that's you, I want you to stand up and I want you to come on up. And then for the do-it-yourselfers. You said, yeah, I want it. And you're over here just working, <laughs> trying, to get trying to get perfected, trying to stop doing the wrong stuff, start trying to do the right stuff. But you haven't taken another step toward Jesus because you're doing all this right here. And you walked in this place and you're like, yeah, Dale, I'm going to do it yourself. I, I didn't realize it, but yeah, I've been trying to do it all on my own. I haven't taken another step. And if that's you, I want you to stand up and I want you to come on down. Now, for all three of those, if there's anybody left, that if you, if you need to respond to any of those three things, it's time to come on. I'm not going to linger, but a few, five seconds, man. If there's anybody else, y'all come on, because I'm about to do something right in behind them. So if there's anybody else, y'all come on so we can do it. What you're saying is I'm, I'm done with the first step. I'm done trying to do it myself. Listen, I am going to follow. Now, listen, there are some of you in these seats out here. At some point, you stopped your way of thinking, you raised your hand, you prayed a prayer, and you said, God, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you. And some of you, it was like me, it was like crazy. Boom, you're, on, you're tracking Jesus, and you've been tracking him. If that's you, what I want you to do, 
and you're saying, Dale, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm with you. I, yeah, I dropped my nets. I'm done. I'm whatever he wants. I'm making a ministry. Let's go. I'm glad you're here. I want you to stay on your feet, and I want you all to just line up behind this crew right here. If that's you, just come on up. Line up behind them. You can put a hand on the shoulder if you want to. We're just gonna we're just gonna pray. Matter of fact, when you get up here, you start praying for somebody down in front of you. And if you can't get to somebody, you just start praying for them behind them. Listen, what they're doing, they're they're making this radical decision to start following Jesus. And you know what it's like. You know how many times you wanted to give up. You know how many times it didn't feel like we could sing it all day long, but man, when you don't when it don't feel like God's working, it don't feel like He's working, and you don't want to do anything. For those of you that are on your knees and you're at the front of this platform, y'all keep praying, but I just want you to listen to me real quick. You don't even have to look at me. What's happening right now is real. It's not about me. It's not about the person behind you. It's not about Pastor Jared. It's not about City Hope Church. Jesus slid by here today. He just rolled up in here, and what he said was, he just said, hey, just follow me. Follow me. Stop thinking about what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, how tomorrow is going to look. Just follow him. And if you can't figure that out, find somebody that's following him. And I'm telling you, you grab a hold of them and you don't let go until they teach you how to follow Jesus. Now I'm going to pray for you. When I'm finished, I want everybody to stay right where they are. We're going to sing a song. Pastor Jerry's going to come back and he's going to give you some instructions. So let's do this. Father, we're 